Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. Uh, there's a new movie out highlighting the story of a Black Latter day Saint pioneer. And joining us to discuss that is the director, Mally Jr. Bonner, joins us to discuss the film. The film is called His Name is Greenflake. Mally, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So give us just a little backstory. Uh, a Black Latter-day Saint uh, pioneer came across as part of the Vanguard Company. Uh, tell us, how did you get tapped into this story and uh, what spawned this whole amazing journey you've been on to create this movie? Yes. Well, uh, well I'll start with what, what kind of began it all. And it was in 2018, uh, my family, the Bonner family, we sang at the B1 celebration that was put on by the church. And it was commemorating the 40th anniversary of the priesthood ban being lifted. And it was there that I learned about early uh, black pioneers. I'd heard some whispers of some, but it gave uh, more education. And it just really changed my whole trajectory. I just dove in and wanted to learn so much more. Began meeting with the story. Reading turned to writing, and then soon, soon after, I had this this film, this script that followed the life of mainly Green Flake, who was an enslaved teenager, um, nineteen at the time when he was sent to be a part of that vanguard group in the Pioneer Trek. Wow! So as you as you started that whole process again, this was a, a first time uh, round for you. You've done the sing, you've done the the uh, songwriter stuff, which is challenging enough in and of itself. Uh, but then you took on this whole massive uh, project uh, based on the story of, again, this uh, slave Green Flake, who was part of that Vanguard company. Take us on that journey a little bit. Yes. So to, to your point, music is my background. You know, I, I write for and develop pop artists. You know, people you hear on the radio, Camila Cabello, Ariana Grande, Kesha, Fergie, right? And so as I was learning about this history, I began writing music. And so I wrote the soundtrack. The, I wrote the songs. Mm. before I wrote a script, you know, and so it, it kind of happened backwards. It it all ended up complete within a month. Wow. Wow. And I'm one of those, uh, from a creative standpoint, uh, backwards is often better. Uh, it doesn't make sense when you're doing it, and it doesn't follow the script, so to speak, in terms of how these things are supposed to be created. Uh, that's usually where I say, okay, something inspirational is happening here because we're not doing it uh, according to the handbook here. So that's a that's a really big thing. Uh, as as you went through this journey, as you created uh, this movie again, the uh, the film is called His Name Is Green Flake. Uh, I have found that uh, this is not just a, an interesting story. This is just interesting 
history uh, that spans uh, not just black history, not just uh, black church history, uh, but all history. It does. You know, it does. It's it's a large piece of American history that's missing, you know, because this Pioneer Trek, you know, you know, it, it was the largest pioneer migration in American history. So it's an American story in itself. And I found that out to be true when, after finishing the film and sending it to film festivals, when it came back winning Best Film in L.A. and London and Istanbul and Rome and 10 different award uh, film festivals, I, I realized, oh, this story is not just for uh, black folks in the church. This is for all people, because there was a story about humanity and overcoming adversity and man it was, it's, it's really really incredible it is and it is, as you mentioned uh, picking up those awards uh, was so fascinating uh, and and really impressive i know you had many conversations uh with uh, our good friend richard turley uh former assistant church historian and uh, tell us about some of those conversations in terms of kind of getting the the history component along with of course the the storytelling component that you have to have to create this kind of movie? You know, I honestly didn't know because I, I'm, I, I still don't see myself as a filmmaker. I made a film. And, <laughs> but as I was making this film, I, I did not think that there was so these sensitivities between, okay, history and storytelling. So I was just learning the history and telling the story. And so it wasn't until I was in a room full of historians that I was like, oh, they are looking at this with a very different eye. And, I mean, I was very pleased just in that room for historians to feel the same, the same spirit that those who are not historians felt, yeah. you know. And, of course, that there's timelines and there's, like, there's, there's characters that are in this city too early or too late. They were able to overlook these details and really realize the importance of these pioneers who have never been really talked about um, in mainstream anyway within the church um, to finally have their voices be heard. Yeah, and uh, I know that uh, the money being raised through the film uh, is going to go towards a, uh, a monument. Uh, tell us about that. That's right. Every penny of these screenings. So, um, you know, I'm not making any money. Nobody does. You know, it's all going towards building a monument to honor these enslaved and free black pioneers. You know, it wasn't until... After I finished the film, I, that wasn't the plan from the beginning. After I finished the film and it won these awards and these film festivals, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> this is it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, and I, I, I was going to do, do a Aston crew picture by the monument. I'm in L.A., so I was thinking I'm going to go to Salt Lake and go to the monuments and take pictures, and we're going to be like, yeah. And then that's when I realized there weren't any. Mm. And I was like, oh. Is there, there's no, I just assumed there were monuments celebrating these pioneers. Green Flake, he, he drove the first wagon through Immigration Canyon in that pioneer trek. I just knew there was some beautiful place to honor him and a memorial, and, and there wasn't. And so that's when I realized that the monument is the, the purpose of this film, that we can have somewhere to remember, yeah. to remember them and begin to tell the history that people don't know about. So when people get their ticket at greenflakemovie.com, know that as you watch virtually, you're also contributing to this monument. So that's that's the important piece awesome. of the puzzle. Uh, fantastic. Director Molly Jr. Bonner, 
great movie again. Greenflakemovie.com is where you can go and check all of that out. Uh, thanks for carving out some time, and thanks for this great work. This is an important part of our history uh, here in the state of Utah and, of course, uh, connected to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and pioneers who came across. Uh, again, the movie is called His Name is Greenflake. You can go to greenflakemovie.com. Molly, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. All right. Uh, that's a, a fascinating thing for you to check out uh, as you roll into your weekend today. Uh, and just a, a great historical look at uh, this one uh, in particular young uh, black slave uh, named Greenflake and uh, was one of the part of that vanguard company of those first pioneers that came into the Salt Lake Valley. Uh, it's just a fascinating story. Great film. Uh, great thing to check out as you roll into your weekend. Now, you want to stay with us for hour number two today. We're going to do something a little different and a little special on a Friday. Uh, as many of you know, with uh, all of the things of the pandemic of 2020, uh, Governor Gary Herbert, as he rounded out uh, his time in the governor's office, uh, didn't have a lot of the usual things that you would do at the end of an administration. And tonight at Abravanel Hall, uh, there is a celebration of former Governor Gary Herbert and former First Lady Jeanette Herbert and their work, uh, not just their legacy. This is not just a stroll down memory lane. This is a stroll down principles and policies and things that have helped shape our state uh, and influence the country in a significant way. And so coming up in hour number two, we're going to spend some time talking with the former governor, Gary Herbert. We will spend some time talking with Jeanette Herbert as well, get her perspective and her service as Utah's first lady. We'll round out the hour with our good friend, Scott Keller, who's uh, putting all of this together. And he has an interesting perspective in terms of what's happened in the last few gubernatorial administrations as it has impacted Utah businesses and their ability to grow and thrive, which has helped our communities succeed. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Much more to come in hour number two. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than two million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.